the customer service aspect. But these are all systems. Again, if you've implemented this into the culture of your, the fabric of your business, it's much easier when you get busy and stressed. It runs like a well-oiled machine. But if, if not, you're in trouble. When you're looking for outstanding one-on-one customer service, top-of-the-line pest control and lawn program services second to none, call Oasis Lawn and Pest at 208-921-3686 or simply visit us on the web at oasislawnandpest.com. In this most unusual year of 2020, summer has flown by us and we're now unbelievably in the month of Halloween which means savvy small businesses are already looking ahead to the holiday shopping season. And that doesn't mean just Christmas. Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday all count. And of course, there's Thanksgiving too. It's favorite holiday of the year. Smart businesses have reviewed data from last year to determine what promotions work versus those that did not. They have defined and set sales goals, optimized their websites for desktop and mobile devices, and created marketing campaigns targeted to their ideal shopper. Is your business ready for the holidays? Ed and I will light a fire under you on this episode of The Business Buffet. Welcome to The Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the business buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Oh my God, welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet where we are back in the palatial Beja Business Buffet Studios. What, who, who do you have there? You got your, your roadies with you. I your- do have my roadies. I missed my roadies last week. We are just happy to be back in studio. Home, in studio. In studio. That's yes. right. That's uh, so, yes, I'm Phil, and he's Ed, and we're back for another episode of the Business Buffet. Ed, how's it going? It's going really, really good. You <laughs> don't have to see me stumble. It's October <laughs> 2nd. The weather outside is not frightful. No. Uh, it's, it's actually quite beautiful. It's fantastic. This, you know, fall in North Idaho, man. It's so delight. It really is delightful. It is. It is. We I, love the, it here. The, the, the temps aren't too hot, uh, but the sun is out. And you smell, you know, for me, because I played football for many years. Did you just years, say I smell? Well, I smell. And, <laughs> and there was a dot, 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 because I'm going to go back to that. But I played football for many years, so I smell football in the air is what oh, I smell. It's, I see. it's a, a different smell of the grass that's been cut, mm-hmm. a different, just a different smell. It is. And I do smell, but that's beside the point. Yeah, right, right. You know? So. Oh, my God. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode, but let's get to some light fares, shall we? Ooh. An order. An, an, an order. Or divorce. You can say it. It's order. an hors It's an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. It's just spelled funny. Uh, we did mention lawn and everything, right? So, Ed, I'm going to ask you, have you planned on putting your lawn to bed for the winter by properly prepping it yet? Why would I put it in the bed? 
So the lawn needs to be put to bed. It needs to be prepped Hell, for I don't winter. even sleep in bed. I sleep in a chair. Why okay. would I give the lawn to, to my bed? Well, not to your bed. Oh, my God. This is going to be the way this episode goes. First of all, I stumbled over everything on the front end, but that's okay because we're not professional. I mean, we are professionals here. We're going to announce a new sponsor to the Business Buffet family. Oasis Lawn and Pest. Aaron and Chelsea Clark founded this company over five years ago and have grown it by, check this out, Ed, by fertilizing (laughs) their company with a strong work ethic, integrity, and knowledge. And they have three pillars in their company. They're, they're the three pillars at Oasis Lawn and Pest stand um, uh, they, they are expert service, attention to detail, and always prepared. And, you know, we've known Aaron for a few years, yeah? We have. And good guy, hard worker. Very hard worker. He's a good guy. You know, I, yep. he's a plain-spoken guy, but, yeah. um, you know, I he's intelligent. He knows his business. Oh he loves what he does. Oh, the science behind it. Yeah. He is, that's, he's obsessed with that. Yeah. Uh, he actually, they have been uh, fertilizing and, and caring for my lawn for probably two and a half, three years. Wow. And it's funny, the other day I looked down the street and, and my lawn was really lush and green and we just had neighbors move in and their lawn isn't looking so good. Mm, you know, yeah. It, so it's really interesting just the, the care he takes. And he's also done some stuff for our trees as well. They're, they're outstanding people and we're really glad to have them on board as a sponsor. So thank you that very much, you guys. And it doesn't leave much time left for our, our other hors d'oeuvres, but this bears mentioning, and since we've hardly touched on any of this, I thought we would just touch on that right now. And that's the Labor Department uh, proposing clarifications to the independent contractor rule. Ed, I know you've got some uh, opinions about this. Now, we don't deal with a lot of that here in North Idaho. We don't. We which, don't. Which is fantastic. And many states don't really deal with it. You know, it's another one of those, like the star that we have to go get an updated driver's license to get a star <laughs> to say that we're actually a legal citizen. Um, by the way, welcome to the Conservatives Guide to American <laughs> Politics. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say when I was making the, you know, welcome to another episode. Do you ever? Do you ever like have to really think about saying business buffet instead of you know conservatives guide? No, I'm a professional. Okay, because <laughs> me either. <laughs> I get tripped yeah. up on other things. You know what happens is politicians in one state make a decision that they think is good based on a very small sampling, and then it comes to find out it was a really stupid decision. Well, so California passed a law last year that severely restricts a company's ability to hire independent contractors. Yeah, and it, and they put it into into practice January 1 this right. year. That's right. It went in January yeah. 1, 2020. And because of that, now the Labor Department has to propose clarification to what is an independent contractor. The one that we had before, which was so simple, that if you dictated their time, they weren't an independent contractor. If you told them when they had to perform their task, they yeah. weren't independent. You had to pay them as a, I thought that was pretty plain and straightforward. You know, it just makes it why do we have to over govern everything? Yeah. Yeah. So many rules. And I don't I don't I didn't mean the word govern is in government, but just the over govern mean of some simple ideas 
that we complicate it by overgoverning. Well, you know, and it's interesting because this this little hors d'oeuvre tacked on the front of this particular episode <laughs> is uh, actually quite appropriate because oh, you know we we deal with as business owners we deal with issues that we have to correct in our business because of some outside influence and you know some of those influences are good some of those influences are important the uh, you know, i'll use an example I'll go back 150 years to use it but the the sweatshops when the government dictated the working conditions you know working of course. child labor working uh, in dangerous environments, people having to work 12, 15, 20-hour work days. Absolutely. Those obviously were good government uh, introductions or government regulations. But, boy, I think they're just going too far. It's interesting because the Department of Labor, it, they believe this, this revised test will reduce worker classification, reduce litigation, increase efficiency, and increase job satisfaction and flexibility. You know what I think it does is it really hampers the small business owner that cannot bring on multiple employees to cover certain roles. Well, and going into the holiday season. Oh, yeah, for sure. So now they're going to hire, try to train, go through the holiday season, and let them go. Is that really good? You know, Well, there's part-time employees, but then there's this whole genre of business for the holiday season specifically that um that people don't usually think about when we when you go to the mall down here downtown right by the Coeur d'Alene uh, resort uh, w- how do you know that it's christmas oh i know it's christmas real quick by a glance you got decorations everywhere and who do you think puts those up are they employees or independent contractors my guess is independent contractors independent well, contractors. you know maybe not in this not down at the resort well, uh, they they may be actually i i'm pretty comfortable oh, is that right? saying yeah. that they are maybe you know i work i work for a company in portland oregon uh called acme scenic and display and one of the gigs that we did every year was we went and set up the decorations for the shopping mall in downtown portland and, you know, it's it's dangerous work. Uh, you're flying 30, 40 feet in the air, hanging these Christmas decorations. It's not something that you're just going to give to an employee who does once a year. You want to have trained staff. That are properly insured. That's right. Properly trained, like you so, said. So, you know, it's the little things that government doesn't think about that small business now is stuck with. Oh, my goodness. I have to hire a regular employee to decorate the store? When I used to be able to pay Martha down the street, uh, an independent laborer, to come in and decorate the store and my right. employees could continue to focus on customers? Exactly, right? Not, not only that, you are actually uh, now inhibited or prohibited to pay them what you want because of the minimum wage being raised. So now they're really painting small business into a corner. That's right. So anyway. Well, and not just small business, employees. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because small businesses, when they're now forced to pay fifteen, twenty bucks an hour plus all of the workers' comp and payroll taxes that go on top of that, they're not going to hire as many people. No, it's it's uh, very frustrating. Again, we don't have to deal with that up here in North Idaho, but that's uh, I felt like it was a uh, something I wanted to just touch on. So, well, well nice hors d'oeuvre. That t- that didn't taste so good. No, but we have a, a new sponsor, so that did. That one did. That and, or, that part of the hors d'oeuvre was very, very tasty. And you know what? We're going to talk a little bit about the holidays, and Thanksgiving is involved in that, and that <sighs> involves food, and Ed's drooling a little yeah. bit. But in just two months, 
folks everywhere will be saying that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yep. Many say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Last Christmas, I had a holly jolly Christmas. Ed, how about you? Bah humbug. <laughs> That's not even true. Well, if you you're going to say it, say it with some some verve. Okay, th- you know, I, obviously, I love Christmas, but <laughs> I I, <clears throat> I weigh three hundred pounds. Okay, picture now those on Facebook, they can see my casting problem. I get typecast immediately. I I walked into a room, I happened to be preparing for a Christmas production, Traditions of Christmas. Somebody call you Santa. They said, are you here as the new Santa? <laughs> I don't. You can't write this stuff. This just happens. <laughs> I asked her, did you just call me fat? <laughs> oh, my God. For the one who actually goes to that joke all the time, you cannot oh, well, get upset you, and sensitive on that. Well, I don't, but they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Except for the fact that a good friend of mine's grandma got run over by a reindeer oh no i really had a great holiday season too and we went for a sleigh ride and the horses had those jingle bells on them but man in december baby it's cold outside okay help okay anybody watching on facebook (laughs) help (laughs) help me uh enough of the wordplay but you get the idea the holidays are right around the corner so it's a perfect time to plan ahead for holiday success and it, it is not too early, trust me. So many experienced business owners actually start this planning process in June or July, but we're in October already. Mm-hmm. So like... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, let, let's back up. Yeah. When did you start your planning for the holiday season? I started uh, on October 3rd this year. That's tomorrow. Ah, but it's really last. Well, week. yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> this is broadcast on Tuesday. We're recording on Friday the 2nd. So clearly uh, there are some businesses that are more conducive to planning for the Christmas holidays or the holidays in general and others that are less. And I am still not, I, I still need to do that. And so, I, and, and I, again, I'm looking to the Facebook crowd. This is where Phil is supposed to ask. And Ed, when did you start planning for Christmas? Well, so but you, when did you? The day after Christmas last year. Day after Christmas. Well, now, now that's really a seasoned veteran. And that's that's actually, that's not surprising. Because, Ed, you are very, very organized. Really organized. Well, well, except, let me, let me throw this out here. I used to manage a delivery pizza store. I loved managing the pizza restaurant. It was, a, it was a pizza hut in Santa Cruz, California. In fact, I managed two of them. I managed the main store and then I managed the delivery outlet that mostly worked up at the university. And we had to plan for the next Christmas immediately after this Christmas. So that kind of got me in the habit. And retail, they make 70% of their annual income in between October and January. 70% of retail is made or lost in these three months. If you wait till June to plan that, if in a retail environment, 
You're toast. Well, I mean, you're talking inventory alone, right? Not so, just inventory, but, but, but advertising, why, marketing. Yeah, but I'm curious why. Uh, so why uh, on a Pizza Hut were you 364 days ahead? We are counting all of the orders. What was the ads that went in to generate those orders? Going back to the period of time, what took place at that moment in mm-hmm. time? What was happening in the world? We kept track of all of these variables, local and national, and local, international. Eh, we didn't Maybe do international. National, but national it was, and local. It was actually okay. just a state thing. Okay. But um, we had to keep track of that information to make the right decisions. And we would sit down between Christmas and New Year's when the store now is a little bit slower sure. and make the decision, what are we going to do different next year? And we would start the planning immediately. Ads would actually go out for final design in the middle of March. So how would you pivot... Let's throw COVID in mm-hmm. as an example. It's an extreme. Okay, get that. It's an no, extreme. no, no. I have an answer. Okay. What would you do in terms of a, a something that you would need to pivot from those initial... I'm, I'm going to steal a, a, a line from a movie. Okay. This... Um, uh, boy, what was the name of the movie? Um, oh, gosh. Somebody will think of it and you'll remind me of it. Okay. Yeah, but in the movie, they're, they're um, con artists and robbers. They're mm-hmm. jewelry, jewelry thieves. Um, and he's teaching a, a, a kid, a young protege. And he asked him, he says, have you ever stepped out on your girlfriend? Is it, have, you, have you ever cheated on your girlfriend? And the guy said, well, yeah. He says, when you saw your girlfriend again, did you have an excuse as to why you couldn't be with her that previous night? He says, yeah. Well, what if she didn't ask? Was it necessary for you to create it? The message mm. here is we do it because we know we've got to plan ahead of time. If something changes, we pivot. Reality is, as life always happens, but if we wait for life to happen, it's too late to do the things we know we need to do. So we do it. And if we don't keep in that constant momentum, if we don't constantly strive to improve our business, then what we're doing is we're waiting for the next pandemic, the next national crisis. And that's when I'll go ahead and take it serious. Right. Or, or we're behind the eight ball, and then what we do is we, we get what we get rather than what we should have. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you, you can keep in the back burner and always be aware of those monumental things that you'll have to pivot mm-hmm. from. But to over plan for those every year would be almost counterproductive. Well, you can't. Yeah. I mean, but uh, let's, let's go ahead and go into the pandemic. Okay. Do you know how far in advance they start planning the flu shot? I don't. 18 months. Really? So this year's flu shot that's just coming out now, just started in September. 2019 spring. 18 months ago. Really? And what they're looking at is they're looking at patterns across the country, what types of flus. Because there's four or five. Some of them, I guess, they have as many as six strains in there. Mm. So they've got to plan that stuff. You know, how do you produce a billion doses of anything? Time. Yeah. Well, it is time. It, it's time. And how do you coordinate doubling, tripling, quadrupling the number of people through your retail establishment? In a two-month period of time. Yeah. you got to plan ahead of time. So 12 months, that's amazing. Uh, I have a movie that, that was called The Great Muppet Caper. 
No, no, no. This Ocean's Eleven. But that one was good. Ocean's Eleven was good too. Oh, no, it wasn't that one either. No, it wasn't all right, we're not going to waste any more time with that. I'll, I'll I, think of the movie name. Well, so what are some things that uh, small businesses or businesses in general, but we kind of uh, cater to small businesses here. What are some things that they can do to kind of get the ball going if they haven't done anything yet? So. I always like to tell people, start with your accounting system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you don't have this in the notes. No, but, no. I, but you start with your accounting system. Go into QuickBooks, Great Plains, Mass90, whatever you happen to be using, and sort your sales by sales value. What what generated the highest revenue? And then look at the top five products, or maybe the top 20% of your sales, depending on how many products that it's you It's give sell. or take, right? I mean, exactly. soft numbers. Yeah. yeah. But- so, uh, you know, because of your accounting system, you can go back. You can look at what also sold last year, October through December. And, you know, do the same thing and find that average mix. What is that average mix? For the service industry, it's a little bit tougher, but we'll save that one here for after the break. Uh, in the retail establishment, start with your accounting system, sort by revenue for your individual products, and now ask yourself this question. If I increased sales on any one particular item of, that, of those top five or top 20%, what, what additional floor space is necessary? What additional labor requirements are necessary? What additional checkout requirements are necessary? Mm-hmm. Are we going to offer gift wrapping? What, what is going to be the hook? Also, if you have a highly competitive product, maybe your product is commoditized. Mm. Um, is it a gift or is it something, it's a consumable? You know, you're going to handle that different. Gifts, are you going to offer gift wrapping? Are you going to have special bags, special checkout bags for the holiday season? That uh, reflect your logo in a more holiday. Correct. Yeah. So if you haven't put any thought into it, it's probably too late to order bags, although some promotional product companies can get bags in lower quantities with just a, a one or a two week lead time. But generally, if you're going to order five or ten thousand bags custom printed, it's about a four to six week lead time. Yeah, and then of course, if you're uh, expecting fast turnaround, expect to pay more. Right. And are you really being efficient with your spending now? Right. So, right. and the other thing is, and I know we're going to go to a break, but. Uh, looking at that, what what worked last year, but some of the trends that might be coming around this year, do they fit into your uh, overall culture and in, 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 in what you're selling, right? Right, right. So you look into that. Well, and then also um, seasonal employees. Do you do you have the staff to handle a sudden surge? You know, the the biggest challenge for retailers is people don't like to wait. Your customers, they come in, they expect to be checked out quickly. I, re- I remember we were at Kohl's. Uh, this is several years ago, and it was a big Christmas sale, and they had a great deal. Kohl's usually has good deals anyway. They're very, very creative. In yeah, they're, how they uh, they're, get, get they, you to purchase. Yeah, They really work on that. But the line was so long. I mean, it was literally wrapping around the store. We set our stuff down and left. You know, saving ten bucks on on a shirt, you can make ten dollars more, but you can't get that hour back. That's right. It just wasn't worth my time, so we left and we went and we shopped somewhere. This was before Amazon was really a, a staple thing. But retail has got to think about how do you compete with the convenience of sitting at home 
clicking a few buttons, and a couple of days later, it's showing up. Uh, should we go to a quick break? I think we should. Are you like most people in front of your phone and computer all the time? Computers can really be a pain in the neck. Many people slouch or strain their necks while working at the computer, as well as during their stressful commute. A recent study shows how jutting the head forward to read more closely compresses the neck and can lead to neck and shoulder problems, as well as pain going into the arms and hands. Laura with Abandon Your Aches Massage is all about holistic approach to health and helping you live the life you deserve. She has years of experience in many types of massage therapy ranging from light touch, cranial sacral therapy to deep tissue trigger point therapy. Not only that, she can provide helpful stretches and has an entire line of essential oils that can keep you living your best life even after you leave her office. Let Laura help you return to your daily activities. Schedule a massage at ayamassagecda.com. Abandon your aches massage. Relief, relax, refresh. And we are back uh, talking about preparation for the holidays. Uh, that'd be preparation H, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Um, my well, there back. goes another sponsor. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, Ed mentioned uh, seasonal employees. If you don't have those, all of a sudden you're getting backups. Sorry. Lines going around. I can't help myself. It's, it's right in. Pucker it. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, you got lines going around the corner. And here's the thing. As a, as a, uh, a company, you're like, we, this is great. Look at how busy we are. But think outside the box. Think of, put yourself in the shoes of your customers who are getting pissed and pissed and pissed. So yeah, have your employees and work on scheduling those uh, employees properly. Yeah? Well, you know, and also look at what can you do ahead of time online. Just yesterday, I had, I've had this crazy schedule this week. We didn't talk about this at the, at the front, but I've had just this super, super crazy schedule this week. Literally every hour I had something blocked, but to in my business i don't ever highlight the fact that i'm busy as an excuse i just i'm just busy so i had exactly 1 hour to get some food before i went into a whole afternoon of meetings and editing back sessions back to back to back to back so i had to go get something to eat and i didn't get to leave until like 10 minutes after 12 and i'm thinking oh my gosh yep lunch it rush doesn't matter what restaurant i go to it's going to be a lunch rush so yeah. i'll go to mcdonald's and sure enough, I, I'm at the stoplight. I can see across the street, and there's, there's a line of cars that are in the street. So I thought real quick, I have the McDonald's app on my cell phone. So I open up the McDonald's app while I'm sitting there at the stoplight, mm -hmm. and I put in my order, and I couldn't hit send because the light turned green. So the light turned green. I pull into the parking lot, and I pull right into the mobile checkout curbside delivery, and I hit order. Right then, my phone rang. So now I'm talking to a customer. Doing business. Doing business. Okay. Two minutes later, my food comes out. Already paid for. Already paid for. I didn't have to wait in line. If I would have gotten in line, I would have been another 20 minutes. Yeah. But now I got my food. I came home. I ate. I relaxed. And then I was able to get into my next meeting. So can your business implement something like do that. something like that you know it's interesting we we talk about systems a lot um on this podcast and mcdonald's 
whether you agree with their health aspect or not, they've done a nice job of catering to their popularity by having two drive throughs to move the line up and they kind of zipper them in, right? Right. Uh, and it's pretty efficient. Granted, you would have been there probably 15, 20 minutes, but because of this new technology mobile checkout that yeah. we're all using, which is an app, that's fantastic. And I got to throw this in here. I mean, you know, a zipper when it was invented was just kind of a marvel of technology. But I, I think because of McDonald's and the challenges America has with obesity, it's really elastic now. You really, you really need to think in terms of elasticity. We'll, we'll uh, talk to the mcdonald's ceo about making that more of elastic drive-through instead of a zipper drive-through uh how about we talked about it before decorations right and decorations is not just visual it's also uh you music right is that pizza for your storefront uh i don't know it could be (laughs) you gotta add that little extra pizzazz to your storefront absolutely because why why would you decorate your storefront but People are coming in. They want to be in the holiday spirit. People want to know that uh, you are caring about something that they care about. Yeah. It's such a a big time of the year. And this year, I think it's going to be a bigger time of the year than in years past because of the 2020 we've gone through a little bit. You know, that's an interesting point. We should do an episode on that. We should. Let's let's do Yeah. For sure. Uh, how about remember to go that extra mile with customer service? Okay, that that's not just at the point of service. That's not when your customer is in the door. It's what we've already talked about, having enough employees, making sure they're scheduled properly, and the customer service aspect. But these are all systems. Again, if you've implemented this into the culture of your the fabric of your business, it's much easier when you get busy and stressed it runs like a well-oiled machine. But if, if not, you're in trouble. Well, and we've been talking everything so far about the customer. Yeah. There's a very critical chain, a link in your business that is absolutely pivotal to the success of your business, and that's your employees. First what, and foremost. What are you doing to cater to your employees' well-being during this increased retail or service activity? Because that can actually have a huge impact to your bottom line one way or the other. Yeah. If they're overstressed oh. and they're overburdened, they're going to work inferior, they're going to go they're going to drag their feet, they're going to upset the customer. Yeah, it, it pisses them off, they get angry and that absolutely shows in that uh uh the process the, of helping the customer. Yeah, the interaction, the exactly. interaction with the customer as well as just the the delivery of the service, their their job, their performance. If somebody is stocking toilet paper on the shelf of the Fred Meyer store and they are hating life right now, it's going to take them longer to put that, you know, 2 cent a roll product on the shelf for sale. You talked about planning your marketing campaign too. What are some of the steps that when you said you're like a year, what, the day after Christmas, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like the Pete Carroll way when the, the last game of the season that they lose, well, what are you doing the next day? We are already planning, planning the next but, season. Yeah. It's really uh, quite amazing. I did not know that about you. So what are some of those things that you implement like right away the day after? And it's a slow time of year. No, so no. It, well, little, yeah. We've talked about this before. I, between Thanksgiving and New Year's is my SWOT analysis business 
revamp, any any additions that I'm going to throw in. So it, it actually starts at Thanksgiving. But what I do is it's a lot of reflection on what did or didn't work throughout the year. And uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, two years ago, during my SWOT analysis, I noticed that there was an abundance of time going to networking. And in the networking teams that I was in, the, the ROI wasn't everything that it could be. And I looked at what could be done about that. What were the other options? So um, it, it happened that one of the networking groups renews the first of the year. So I went ahead and renewed, but I started planning immediately for what I was going to do the following year as the alternative. I had made a decision in January that I was not going to renew with that particular networking group, but I continued. And what I did was I implemented a new strategy to replace that group a year in advance of leaving that group. So that's a perfect example of what I did 365 days in advance of actually doing it. And you are all hearing a part of the results of what you're talking about. That's exactly it. I replaced that networking with podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great story. Uh, I was going to say, make sure your websites, if you're doing any website commerce at all, or if you're not, make sure the info on there is absolutely up to date. Do you know that 46% of small businesses still don't have a website? That is staggering. Staggering number. That is absolutely staggering. 74 million businesses in the United States of America that are classified as small business, 46% do not have a website. And I'm guessing they're relying on the Facebooks and the Instagrams. No, no, actually, there's, there's three of them. Within three miles of where we're sitting right now. No website. No website whatsoever. And I'll go one step further. They don't need one. Is that right? As a web developer. If, if one of these pre- people came to me and wanted a website, I would tell them, don't bother. You don't need it. And the perfect example, okay. the guy is a, lawn, uh, a, a small engine repair mechanic. Mm-hmm. He fixes lawnmowers. Single person, he's the by himself. Okay. Works out of his house. He's got a shop there at his house. You drive by and you see all the lawnmowers. There's his advertisement. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a Google local listing because he used to have Yellow Page listing, and well, that's gone. But the Google local listing is still there, and that's where he gets all his phone calls. So, is that? And it is a business, mm-hmm. but is honestly, this is great for the next one that I'm driving. Is is your business prepared to grow? Right. Because clearly that person is very happy. Well, when I talked to the guy, he said, I've got more business than I can handle. Another one, garage door repairman. That's all he does is he fixes the garage door. We broke our garage door. Guy came out and fixed the garage door. I talked to him and he's got more than more business than he can handle. He doesn't need a website. All he needs is just his phone number out on the internet. And, you know, Google Local, Yahoo Local, those give you that. They don't need social networking. It's not going to generate them any business. When somebody needs their lawnmower fixed, they're just going to look for lawnmower, lawnmower repair. And they're going to find them because, well, there's just not very many of them in town. Uh, uh, the plumber that comes and works at whenever we need him to, you know, feel, uh, fix a seal in the toilet or whatever it is it's running and I don't want to deal with it. I was going to say, what's he feeling in your plumbing? Ceiling. 
Oh, ceiling. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, but I said ceiling sorry. because this is the type of day I'm having. Uh, and I never miss the opportunity. No, you don't. And why would you? No, you'd yeah, be disappointed. Uh, so I've asked him many times. Do you at least have a Facebook page? No, I'm busy because he does a lot of work with some uh, property management companies around with the rentals and whatnot. And he he's busy enough. He works on weekends. But see, I don't think to me that's like an employee in your own business. To me, in my opinion, that's what that well, is. Well, I'll give you one more example. I had a gentleman approach me here about four four and a half weeks ago. He said, "Ed, I'm bored. I'm retired. I need something to do, and I want to help senior citizens. Yeah. Will you build me a blog site? Teach me how to use it." And he told me about what he wanted to do. And I said, "Tom, you don't want a blog site." I don't want to build you a blog site. You don't want to pay for a blog site. It's not what you want. What I I will do. (laughs) I talked him out of a website because he doesn't need it. For what he's going to do, he can reach far more people using another approach that we won't talk about in this episode. But I just want to highlight, yeah, there's 74 million business, 46% don't have a website. But that doesn't mean that they have to have a website. That just means that they have to have a really good reason to not need a website. What you need to do as a small business owner is you need to find somebody who's going to be honest enough to take a look at your business and say, you don't need a website. Or here's why you need a website. And then be able to back it up. I mean, so much of my business is turning people away. More than half of the people who come to my business, I turn away. Because either I can't help them because they want something beyond what I want to do, or I just don't think... I'm going to be successful with them. So why why take them on, make them upset? I'm not going to get a referral. Spend that time with somebody else who is going to generate it. And let me turn that around to my customer. Yeah. Same thing is true for them. If my customer is doing things, spending the time on the profitable endeavors that are going to generate an ROI, you're getting a better bang for your buck. Of course, uh, when, you, when you're talking about um, you are very good at staying in your lane. And so you're able to do that, which is helpful. Considering how wide I am, well, that is surprising. That is, well, I'm not surprised, but maybe I am. Uh, but if you have a website, make sure it's updated. Absolutely. Make sure it's relevant, up to date, because nothing pisses a customer off or a potential customer, especially a new one, more than a website that doesn't have accurate information. Amen to that. Amen. Anything else to add? No. Well, I've got this. We've heard it before, but it bears repeating. Failing to plan is equivalent to planning to fail. So this holiday season, make sure you're ahead of your competition and be ready for folks that are more than ready to get out and shop this year. And here's your chance to take back what you worked so hard for, customer shopping at your place of business. Thanksgiving is November 26th. Black Friday is November 27th. Small Business Saturday is November 28th. And Cyber Monday is November 29th. Make it easier for shoppers to support you in-store and online by adding your business to the Shop Small Map and take advantage of free promotional materials available to small businesses. We've included a link in the show notes. More than 112 million customers reported shopping on this day last year celebrating small businesses everywhere you are a small business and you've been hit hard this year hit back by preparing for a stellar holiday season
Wow, that is great. You got us uh, an after-dinner drink, something to hit the road with? Uh, well, you have to have an after-dinner drink after a dessert. That's right. And I do. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. William Arthur Ward. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business. Is your computer not running right? Is it making sounds it shouldn't? Do you want your computer to run better? Well, give F1 for help a call at 208-687-0183 or visit us on the web at www.f1forhelp.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Business Buffet. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.